you for tuning in and welcome to 100% Hustle, the podcast that shines a light on business hustlers who are willing to give their advice for business wins and lessons learned on the Michigan Business Network. I'm your host, Vicki Hamilton, and I have as my guest today, the incredible Amanda Hayhoe, the third generation owner and president of Hayhoe Asphalt and founder and president of Group Genius. Welcome to the 100% Hustle podcast, Amanda. Thanks, Vicki. Happy slash nervous to be here. <laughs> well, I'm excited for you to be here. Your intro was only a slight hint at the amount of hustle that you have. I've been watching what you've been doing lately, and you are on the move. You're one of the few trailblazers that can literally pave the way to. Tell me just a little bit more about your businesses. Sure. So Hey Ho Asphalt, as you mentioned, I'm a third generation owner of Hey Ho Asphalt. We work in the greater Lansing area. And we make it easy for homeowners to have asphalt maintenance done on their driveways. My other business is Group Genius, and I just started that one this year. It's kind of a passion project in its infancy that I'm excited to see grow. Group Genius is professionally facilitated roundtables for small business owners and nonprofit executive directors. So we bring together groups of small business owners and help to bring out the Group Genius the group collective genius that's already in the room and help them to find a safe place to share experiences and concerns and problems and get camaraderie from others who have kind of been there and done that so that they don't feel alone in their journey as a business owner or an executive director. Sure. That's a lonely role sometimes. And good for you for bringing that talent together and allowing them to learn from collaboration and the group experience. So I think that started as a side hustle, was it? Is a passion project? It is a passion project. So I've been a part of groups like that over the last five to six years. And each time I'm in one of these groups, I take away something that's like transformational for me as a business owner, as a person. And the latest group I've been a part of is a women entrepreneur group here in Lansing. And we had to create the group because there wasn't anything like it here in Lansing available. And I'm like, why is there not something like this available here in Lansing? Like we have this amazing community of entrepreneurs or what I like to call, you know, a small big town. Like if you're in Lansing, everybody knows everybody else, or it's like seven degrees of Lansing, not the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. You know, (laughs) if you don't know somebody, there's someone who can tell you somebody in Lansing who knows the person you want to know. And like, you know, we have all these great resources and the entrepreneurial community here, everyone's so open and willing to help and willing to share what they've gone through, their triumphs, their trials, so that you maybe can learn from it and don't have to repeat all of the mistakes that they made. And I'm like, why don't we have something where people can get together in a room on a regular basis and just share this information rather than having to go out and create all these little groups here and there? Like, wouldn't it be great to have a space here in Lansing where business owners know they can come and they can find that camaraderie and that sharing of knowledge? So how frequently are you meeting? And is there a cost for this? So there is a cost. It's pretty minimal considering how often we meet. So the size of each group is between eight to 10 individuals. We meet either every other month or every month. And a lot of that depends on what group the individual is in. So if it's a business owner that's like a solopreneur, so they don't have any employees, you know, maybe they do lashes or like they mow lawns themselves, like they don't have employees. It's harder for them to find time every month 
to come to these meetings. So sometimes we do that every other month. It's kind of what the group wants for the larger business groups. So where you have revenues of over a million dollars, you've got 10 employees or more. So you've kind of been doing this for a little bit. You have different questions and concerns than maybe a solopreneur has. Those groups get together monthly. And each time we get together for about three hours and we just kind of deep dive into issues that members are facing. We bring in group speakers, kind of whatever is on their mind at the time is what we're going to be talking about. These are facilitated always by outside parties, or is that something that you're doing, Amanda? It's something I'm doing. So I went and got trained with the Edward Lowe Foundation out on the west side of the state, and they specialize in working with second stage entrepreneurs, and they offer a training called Perspectives. And so I am a licensed professional facilitator with them. I've gone through all the training, and I'm the one who facilitates all of the Group Genius sessions. Oh, fantastic. And what a great asset to bring into the community. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. You've done an excellent job of advocating for small businesses and nonprofits, and this is just another example of how. Have you always been a natural networker? Well, I wouldn't even say that I'm a natural networker now, Vicki. I'm (laughs) flattered that you think so. No, a lot of people who know me know that I very much enjoy talking with people one-on-one, and I very much enjoy listening to other people's stories and learning about them much more hesitant to talk about myself, not because I don't like to share, because I'm a very open person, a lot of times kind of open book, but I have a bit of the imposter syndrome. I don't necessarily like that term, but it is pretty accurate for what I feel. You know, to be blunt, like I've had a lot of success in business and in life, and I've won awards and I have degrees and, you know, I've successfully run a business for over 20 years and I still have lots of moments where I'm like, why would anybody want to listen to what Amanda Hayhoe has to say? Isn't that internal voice just so incredibly mean at times, sometimes has no confidence in us and really undoes a lot of the good work we do. And many of us, including myself, can feel vulnerable or that we don't belong at times. And I too suffer imposter syndrome and not afraid to say it because, you know, maybe there's an arrogance to say I do belong everywhere and I should be, I don't know. But finding that balance to say that there's a voice that sometimes questions whether I should be there is kind of a check-in to make sure that I'm okay, or maybe it's just nerves or something. And I feel like I've learned that you're not alone. I'm not alone. And as we grow in our confidence and our experience, we're more willing to share that. Because I think that when you're lesser experienced, you're afraid to show the vulnerability because you think that those who you're sharing that space with may judge you or deem you less than because you're admitting it. But now Brene Brown has done so much work and there's so much talk about vulnerability and courage and leadership that I think we are now starting to see that as a strength. And so I commend you for bringing that to the table today. 
Well, thank you. And I have found too, that if I, you know, I call it just being authentic. It's, you know, something that we're trying to encourage our children to do, right? Like be authentic to yourself. We're trying to encourage everyone, be authentic to who you are. And it's easy to say, and it is so hard to do oftentimes. And I know as a woman business owner, especially in the construction world, you know, 20 years ago, when I started buying out my dad, buying out Hey Ho Asphalt, I was a 20 something year old woman working in a male dominated field. Like I would be the only woman at a conference of 500 people, you know, unless someone's secretary was there. Like that's literally the only other women that were there, or if, you know, someone brought their spouse with them. And so it's hard to be authentic in those spaces. It's hard to not feel that you need to act like you're someone you aren't. And, you know, it's taken time to just be like, you know what? I can be authentic. And the more authentic I am, the more response I see from people that's positive that wants me to be even more authentic. Like, you know, you were talking about LinkedIn earlier. The best responses, the most popular posts that I put out there are ones where I'm vulnerable or I show my wacky sense of humor or, you know, just like show people this is who I am. I'm not trying to put up a front that I'm some wonderful you know, business person on LinkedIn. And so I think as you put yourself out there, if you're blessed enough to get the positive response back, it makes it easier to continue being authentic, to continue putting yourself out there, to saying, yes, Vicki Hamilton, I will be on your podcast, even though it really scares me (laughs) to put myself out there because hopefully this will be a positive experience for me. I'll get a positive response and I'll continue doing it. I don't see why you wouldn't have a positive response. (laughs) And, you know, we can sign it off with unapologetically, Amanda. (laughs) I like that. But I think that there's, you know, being vulnerable is, I don't think it's a fine line between self-depreciation and stuff. You know, it's saying that you have a fear or that there's an uncertainty or there isn't a confidence in an area. It's not kind of beating yourself down. And your wacky sense of humor that I've witnessed is fun-loving. And so that's good, too. (laughs) DBI, we do office, furniture, and supplies. At DBI, we do office and have been exceeding our customers' expectations since 1984. DBI is celebrating its 30th anniversary as a premier office supply and furniture dealer in mid-Michigan. DBI offers more products and services than any other office supply and furniture dealer in mid-Michigan. Find out what DBI can do for your office at dbis.com. have you learned along the way that you can share with others who are currently starting out? I mean, you started out in a different way and you're an entrepreneur and bought out the previous generations and you're in a male-dominated industry. You had a lot of things going on. And so I don't know how many more folks would fit your perfect profile, but those who are coming up after you, what advice would you give them? So the one thing that comes to mind, and it's interesting you kind of talk about my path, is I was never going to buy into the family business. And literally every entrepreneur I've ever talked to, they are not on the same path that they started on when they were in their late teens, early 20s. So I always tell everyone there is no right path to entrepreneurship. 
And your path is going to change all the time. So whatever you start out doing, that doesn't mean that's what you're going to be doing later on in life. And hopefully not, because that'd be kind of boring if we all just did the same thing for the next 60 years of our life. So the first piece of advice I have is don't be worried if your path starts to go in a direction you weren't necessarily anticipating. That can be exciting. They can be scary, but it can be exciting. Another piece of advice that has served me well is to kind of stay curious, to always want to know what's next, to want to know what don't I know. I tell my daughter Like, it's a very good day for me if I find out I was wrong about something. And the reason it was a good day is because that means that I learned something new. I had thought something else and I learned something new. And so for me, that's one way to get to work through my need to be perfect, I guess. You know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So for me, it's reminding myself to give myself permission that it's okay to be wrong, to put myself out there to learn that I am wrong. But that, learning something new is exciting. You know, I've been doing this for 20 years and I still love to go to seminars. I love to go listen to people speak. I love to go take training sessions from other entrepreneurs. And it always goes off into all these random little tangents of life that I never would have experienced if I hadn't decided to stay curious and learn more about what's out there. Sure. And sometimes the learning comes from the conversations after when you start talking to colleagues or cohorts who attended at the same time as you and you kind of debrief from the lesson learned or the session or whatever, and you start gaining their perspective and you widen not only your own, but theirs. And so again, it's more opportunity to network, to learn, And being committed to that growth is amazing. A lot of folks kind of get into their groove and then they know their profession and they believe like they are the masters of their craft and then don't necessarily invest in future sort of learning. And that sounds a little dismissive. But what I mean by that is in some fields, maybe technology doesn't kind of, you know, develop or evolve as quickly as in others. And they'll rely on the younger ones to figure things out, you know, they'll say, I'll get my nephew to figure out my phone or something like that, you know? Exactly. Yes. But I also love the way you phrased the recommendation to stay curious because you're not telling anyone to go learn anything. You're not telling anyone that they have to continually sign up for courses. You're saying to be curious. Talk to me a little bit more about that choice of words. Staying curious to me, because like you said, it can mean anything. You can turn it into whatever resonates most with you. So for me, a lot of times staying curious is I like to get that validation from people who I believe are smarter than I, that yes, this is a accepted way of doing things, you know, like a accepted business practice, or this is what the latest leadership things are. But then what I also enjoy is getting together one-on-one with someone for some tea And just sitting back and saying, so tell me about yourself. What do you do? What's your path? Like, what gets you excited about life? And inevitably, I come away from those conversations, learning something new that I didn't know about previously, and having a reinvigoration of something that I'm working on, but I didn't necessarily go in the conversation knowing that that's what the conversation was going to be about. And so when you stay curious, you know, you're inviting other people into the conversation. They're going to, you know, ask you to speak as well, usually. (laughs) And so you get to talk about your own passion and it just like it all kind of comes together and you pull things from here and pull things from here. And it just comes into this great kind of like 
cohesive, like, aha, mm-hmm. moment. That you'll get that sense of connection. And from that, of course, is that sense of belonging, right? Yes. And acceptance, so, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So good for you. Amanda, we're running out of time. How can folks get in touch with you to inquire about either Ashfall or Group Genius? Sure. So if they are on LinkedIn, that is a very easy way to find me. I have a very unusual name. It is my hyphenated name, Amanda Hayho Kruger. So there's not too many of me out there. You can connect that way. You can go to either of my websites, hayhoasphalt.com or groupgeniusmi for michigan.com and reach out that way. And happy to connect with people at any time. Happy to meet up for tea and see what's going on in your neck of the woods and what gets you excited about life. Fantastic. So reach out to Amanda, unapologetic Amanda for tea. And we are out of time, but not out of hustle. So Amanda, thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for tuning in to 100% Hustle. I'm your host, Vicki Hamilton on the Michigan Business Network. (laughs) 